This episode of the podcast is brought to you by HardcoreHusky.com, covering Washington Huskies football with message boards full of debauchery and childlike wonder. Folks who are well-known in cyberland and not that dumb, except for our little fudgy who is wrong about everything. So come join the gang and register today for free at HardcoreHusky.com. And now it's time for the show. Well, last Saturday night's game against the Oregon Ducks has certainly had its uh, reverberations. Offensive coordinator John Donovan has been fired. Jimmy Lake's physical assault upon a defenseless walk-on player has landed the UW coach with a one-game suspension. And there's all sorts of questions now circling about uh, will Lake ever return to coach UW again? Will the Huskies ever beat Oregon again? Is there any chance that Jen Cohen gets fired amid all this mess? For the answers, let's turn to our two intrepid, intrepid analysts, Joey Dangerously and Willie Duke, for the answers. Gentlemen, and I use that term loosely, what are your thoughts on the dawning of the Bob Gregory era? Joey, we'll start with you. <laughs> uh, I listened to his uh, his press conference yesterday, and what was it, right out of the gate? I can't remember who asked him the question, you know, uh, what – you know how did you uh, how did you answer that phone call you got and and Bob Gregory said well the first thing I thought of was I wanted to say no I thought where's my gun where's my gun I'm I'm gone I'm done I'm out I'm out it's over no no bridges up in Skagit County. And, uh, <laughs> No, way too far. Way too far. Not enough time. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, God. There's a hundred different things you could have said right there that would have made everybody feel better. Like, uh, you know, I thought I'd step up. We tell the team, next man up. So it's next man up, and you know, I'm doing it all for the kids. It's like nothing. Like, like you wanted to say no. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, this won't go down in history as a, as a Newt Rockney speech, I don't think. Oh. <laughs> and then the next thing I thought of was, uh, this guy has a chance to be to be tied with Marcus Tuyasasopo on winning percentage. <laughs> and Gil Doby. Yeah, and Gil Doby. The big three. <laughs> oh, old, old Gil Doby. <laughs> Gil Doby, Marcus Tuiasopo, and Bob Gregory. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, dear God. Okay. Then, then, uh, then, uh, then 50 years from now, somebody's going to say, Bob Gregory and Marcus Tuiasopo never tied anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Willie, you got any thoughts? Yeah, I believe your questions were, uh, the setup was, <laughs> will Jimmy Lake be fired and will Washington never be Oregon again? First first question, <laughs> I, I can't believe it, but I think yes. The second question, hmm. I can't believe it, but I think no. Uh, I don't think they're ever going to be Oregon again. <laughs> uh, they could hire Nick Saban to come to Washington and 
uh, Oregon could hire William and somehow Oregon would still win every year uh, with terrible <laughs> players. But uh, I think, you know, we were all joking, me included, you know, all season, like, God, can someone check Jimmy's emails? Did he sexually harass someone? Like, they're not getting him out. They're they're not going to get rid of him unless there's some sort of off-the-field thing that could happen. And by God, I don't think this is a real thing, but it should be enough. And, you know, given what Washington is as a school and an athletic department, um, I don't think they ever would have fired him without something like this. But I think they are. I think they're savvy enough. I just hoping that they're going to be able to use this the way they should to be able to get him out. And, you know, I support everything Jimmy did for the program. I think he's a good college defensive backs coach. Uh, and blah, blah, I, blah, I blah, want... blah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> thank God, I think they're going to fire him and they absolutely need to. And, the walk-on award, is it the Guy Flaherty or the Travis Spring? I can't remember. It's, it needs to be renamed to the Ruparaki Fuavai uh, Award for possibly saving the program from killing itself three times. Uh, you know, Washington's a survivor of – it jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge or the Tacoma Narrows Bridge or whatever you want three times now. Uh, and it might be able to crash land and swim up to the shore – at some capacity, if they do it, and I think they are. Yeah, but the uh, the, the skipper of the rescue boat is uh, one Jen Cohen. So, <laughs> you know, I I think even I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked though. This is how little confidence I have in her and this this you know school. If they did, if they did this, which is the worst thing they could have done, is to suspend him and then not fire him. That would be the absolute worst. I could also see yeah. them. Uh, you know, doing a thing where <laughs> I worked at a place once where they paid a guy like five times more money than he needed to do to basically post on Facebook for the company. And then they wisely fired him. Or they, they, they were too scared to fire him. So they were like, we're going to offer him $30,000 a year to stay. And then he stayed <laughs> and they were stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I'm like, they're like, there's no way he'll accept it. Like, he won't do that. I'm like, I think this is a similar situation where they're probably like, you know what, we'll suspend him. We'll be like, Jimmy, obviously now, you know, you have to resign because, like, you're never going to get a job again if, like, you know, it's shown that you've been suspended and this is such a position. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll stay. Uh, you know, <laughs> now they're – Or – I, Yeah. Or they hire uh, yeah. Bob Gregory at thirty thousand a year. Uh, yeah, Bob Gregory <laughs> promote Rip Rowan to DC. Uh, I, I think whoever created Dilbert needs to, uh, you know, uh, chime in on the podcast. We'll bring him to be like, we have your ultimate example of failing upwards ever right here. We had a linebackers coach who was gonna be and should have been fired. And then he failed backwards or upwards into being defensive coordinator and now head coach of, uh, you know, a major power five football program. Scott, amazing. Scott Adams. Yes. <laughs> Scott Adams. Yes. Scott, Scott Adams. I, I'm after two, after two days of um, just letting the news sink in, I'm starting to lean towards, that they they're going to have no choice but to fire him and let him go. 
There's no where where's where can the program go if he comes back? The whole season's been a complete dumpster fire. He's he made the offensive coordinator hire. L- losing to Montana, it's it's been a just a steady snowball downhill from losing to Montana. And where where can he where, where can he go? The negative recruiting is going to be so bad. He's going to have to basically only recruit kids from the state of Washington who would sign their name on, you know, on the dotted line to play for any fucking coach just to play at Washington. I I don't see where where can even Did you see that Jalen Peoples kid had uh, K- Kansas State and Washington as his top two, and <laughs> he goes to Texas Tech, who fired their coach. That's how bad. That's how bad it is. That's how bad it is. Well, the recruiting would have been terrible even without the incident from last Saturday. So. Exactly, and it's only going to get worse. He can't yeah, come they're back. Full on, they're full on Penn State after Sandusky recruiting level. <laughs> we're only going to be able to take walk-ons or like guys who's like. Dads, 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 dads all played at Penn State. That's it. <laughs> I thought I thought about uh I thought about I was thinking about Penn State earlier today because uh for some reason I was like just daydreaming on if they wanted if they could go out and hire a guy like Matt Campbell. Who I I think would get everybody pretty stoked. I mean he's he's making like four million a year, I think, at Iowa State, but He's only like 41, and it just for some reason it just seems out of the question because you have no faith in the you know administration. But I was thinking about Penn State because uh, a little off football topic, but you know Big Ten uh, is pretty big on the amateur wrestling, um, the collegiate wrestling. It, I mean, it's huge. It's it, it's arguably right underneath, you know, men's bat. I mean, it's right there with men's basketball and how many people they attract. And Penn State, what ten or twelve years ago, they thought, you know, we're we're not doing anything in this sport that makes a shitload of money if you can put fans in the arena. And they went and they took. I don't know if you guys know who Cale Sanderson is, but he's. You know, arguably, he's he's arguably the greatest collegiate wrestler uh, that ever lived because he went undefeated his whole career, and that in, yeah that includes Dan Gable everybody okay uh, he went undefeated at <laughs> Iowa State and then and then became he won a gold medal and then became Iowa State's coach and Penn State's like we're gonna go in back up the Brinks truck make him say no. <laughs> And they did just that, and they took a guy from his alma mater to Penn State, and they've been winning national titles ever since because they went and took a fucking guy who who only cares about winning. He wants to win and demands winning, and that's what they did. So that's where my here's ADD the, brain goes, goes during the here, Well, Oh, go, go ahead, Willie. I only know Kale Sanderson and Dan Gable because I'm from C.J. Woolley. So uh, we got, you're getting pretty deep there. But, <laughs> Joey, <laughs> there's a, Washington already did that 
in in a way, I mean, when they fired a coach for going six and six, uh, who was a couple of years removed from technically a Pac-12 championship, and they made they hired New Heisel from basically a lateral program at the time, Colorado was kind time, of on the same yeah. par. And he, what he was like the second or third coach to get paid a million dollars. It was a huge deal. I think mean, it was only like Bobby Bowden and one other person. And it instantly energized the program and got attention, excitement, excitement into the program. Uh, and it worked for a few years. I think uh, that's exactly what it was. And that's what took the program. I mean, in again, to like the Nick Saban would get hired at Washington and Oregon would hire, uh, you know, a guy who was a bad high school coach in Oregon would still somehow win. Uh, Washington, I mean, there's like three times where Washington had coaches who probably should have got hired away and it would have worked perfectly. And it's just unfortunate. I think New Heisel didn't get hired away either after like 2000 or 2001 because it would have been perfect. But that was the move that technically for a while saved the program and brought it back up. And yeah, it's been done before. Washington was a different place at the time. Uh, and you're exactly right. That's what they need to fi- find a way to do. I mean, that was even Peterson. Peterson was Peterson was different because I think they just got lucky and he, his dad was a Husky fan and he wanted to do that and he wouldn't have gone very any, almost anywhere else. But that's how you succeed. I mean, you can try to gamble and get lucky and, you know, have some, like, you know, a coordinator or something that uh, works out. But that's what you need to do. I, I, I think at Washington and they need the first thing is they need to fire Jimmy Lake. And I, the fact that I'm not a hundred percent sure that they're doing that is very scary because if they don't, uh, it, it could be, it could be Penn state post Sandusky. Uh, and instead of, you know, getting accused of molesting multiple children over decades, it's the guy hit a guy with a piece of paper and pushed him in the back. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> It was already Penn State disaster level before that, which is the crazy part, uh, even crazier. Well, yeah, the, the I, thing I, is- uh, I, I got to point something out. Uh, shout out to Larry Owings, the only man to beat Dan Gable in his in his last match from. You know where he's from? Woodenville University Uni, University of Washington, now wow. defunct wrestling program. <laughs> Everybody shut off the podcast now. <laughs> Wait, don't leave. Uh, and and uh, so the thing about uh, uh, the New Heisel thing, I, I've always wondered if they use the gambling, uh, the gambling thing to get him fired because remember he was sneaking around and going to interview for pro jobs. Oh, that's right. The Forty um, Niners. Yeah, yeah. There's always this uh, this really uncomfortable thing between because Hugh Millen was always going to the uh, to the NCAA hearings or whatever, and and getting flipped off by New Heisel's sister or something. So, <laughs> so there, there, there's oh, all the these little uh, these little things uh, like that. But I I always wondered if they used that uh, to get him out. Because he, I know he went and interviewed for the 49er job and then kind of lied about it. So yep. uh, I, I always wondered if that's why they, you know, that's why they, that's what they used to get him out. And uh, I, I bet this is going to be their, you know, they're suspending Jimmy Lake for a week without pay 
just so he can keep his mouth shut for a week while they're talking to lawyers and find a way to, you know, get him the fuck out. Well, that's the best case scenario. However, we've got, you know, that's just the first uh, obstacle or roadblock or whatever, because beyond that, does Jen Cohen, you know, a fundraiser who somehow became athletic director in the words of Steve Sandmeyer, um, does she strike you as somebody that can think big and and can act that way as well? I mean, because for all the abuse that uh, Barbara Hedges has taken over the years and a lot of it justified, but, um, you know, that, that new Heisel move was that, – that took some uh, gravitas, you know? That was, a, that, was quite yeah. a, that was quite a ballsy move. I don't know that we have that right now. And, uh, you know, God help us if we promote from within, but <laughs> I would hope we're no, beyond that. that but. <laughs> it would be better than Jimmy. I think Junior Adams would be better than Jimmy. I don't know. I don't think Gregory would, but I think Junior Adams might be better than Jimmy, just because anybody but Jimmy. But, no, I, I – Well, Scott, Scott Adams would be better than Jimmy, so. <laughs> yeah, you're either firing you Jimmy or, or – <laughs> He's staying. It's not going to be. I don't think they're promoting from within. No, that was a joke. But <laughs> I know it was a joke. But I was. Uh, but I was joke. But I made a joke about know. Bob Gregory becoming the interim head coach, and then by God, it happened. Oh. So <laughs> I should just shut my mouth. I don't want to jinx this program any further. So, so, so let's go through uh, hypothetical and say they keep Jimmy Lake. Uh, uh, how much of the? How much? <laughs> Look, it's it's a possibility. It's you have to you have to uh, you have to just accept reality and you know look at you know look at reality. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy could be so, Jimmy, Jimmy could be threatening to sue right now for all we know. So it could yeah. could be. Uh, you look at realistically. Uh, does he keep? What what coaches on the staff does he keep? I think Huff I think Huff has to go. Oh that, yeah. That uh that Wildcat uh run where Ale <laughs> looks looks lost. That's I mean, that's such that's an indictment on him. So bad. And 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 look at how okay. Dylan Dylan throws it into triple coverage for that interception, but that's about the fifth or sixth time McMillan has kind of quit on a route and almost cost you know and cost well he cost the Huskies there. There's been a couple times where they got bailed out. I can't remember who he threw it. He threw an interception. I can't remember what team it was. And Arizona had like Arizona a was offsides. Arizona was offsides. Yes. And McMillan quit on the play. I mean, the least he could do is break it up. But that that's an indictment on Adams. I, I, I don't see how this offensive staff sticks around. I, I mean, if, if Boner Popper stays, then, I, you know, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. In a in a way, we're kind of to me. It's like if Jimmy goes, it's just like retain one person, the the whoever whoever the modern day Randy Hart is, because Randy Hart went through about seven different coaching changes, I think, or something, and and was always the the one guy that was kept. Um, 
Right. Uh, I, I, I would want us to just completely clean house and, and bring in uh, bring in a new guy and let him set his own agenda and his own staff and and then let's let's give the fans something to cheer for. So. Yeah, the only assistant. I I mean, I think if they keep Jimmy, I don't think he's firing anyone because one, who's taking those jobs, uh, especially the court. I mean, I think he'd just leave Junior Adam, uh, Adams as OC and then leave Gregory. And maybe, like, one guy, like, you don't even care about would get fired. Maybe Huff. But if they clean house, Malloy is the only one I would consider keeping. And Malloy, to me, is kind of crazy. But in college football, I'm kind, Malloy, to me, was like, if you can't sign JT Tumalau, get the fuck out of here. Like, that's it. Like, you're local. You're, you're a poly Husky guy. You got that guy, like. That's the name of the game. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yep. You can't do it. And his units haven't been that great lately. I mean, he looked great with Vita and Gaines and stuff like that. So you can't knock him on that. But, yeah, you, you can't close JT uh, and you your units aren't good. There's not a single assist that they should keep. Uh, and Huff, yeah, that ale, I'm going to start saying ale now. Uh, that play, <laughs> that is the worst, one of the worst, I, I uh, any position, I don't know how terrible that. How how does that even happen unless you're intentionally doing that? And then there's another play someone posted where uh, he has Sewell, and all he has to do is literally like he can just like walk and stop at Sewell, and it keys a, a big run, and he just kind of like falls toward him, and then Sewell makes the play. And on that one where he the fourth down Wildcat, yeah, like that's a touchdown if he just if he literally just falls forward, that's it. He runs into the back of Kern, who's making a good play of taking out Sewell. Uh, it's a touchdown. Huff has got to go, like, now. Huff, Huff is like a, a Bob Gregory – not Bob Gregory, a Donovan-level bad, bad, bad year. I was always taught uh, when I when I was playing football, you know, and you were pulling uh, – if the guy wasn't like right in front of you, you just cut up field. So, so Ollie's just like he's just going diagonally towards the pylon or whatever, <laughs> or mo- mostly lateral. And it's like the fucking guy is a foot away from you. It's, you, it's all of, he had to do yeah. is turn turn up field, and he grazes him with his shoulder. And <laughs> it's, fucking, it's a first down. It's one of those things that's so bad that, like, it's like the snap over the head on the punt where you're like, there's no logic that can explain this. That's how bad. Like, have you never <laughs> have you never been coached in football? And I think that left guard spot is also a spot where I said on the boards, like, how have you not found a Carson Bruner yet to be a guy who, at the very least, flashes something there? Because they have Buelo. Buelo, I don't think, could even get out of his stance. He was so big and slow. And now you have Ale, who just <laughs> – can't even just pull and move forward. He, he, I mean, how do you not have like a younger guy, uh, like a hatchet or a memoir ready in that spot yet to be like, at least this guy can like execute. Like I, I had the same thing watching Oregon's line. I'm just like, I, I rewatched, you know, highlights in the game. And it's like, these guys are not, these guys are just executing. They're, they're, they're schemed. Well, they're getting double teams on guys and they're not, doing anything like special they're just executing and surprise surprise it works i mean the huskies didn't have the benefit of going against a team with two defense defensive linemen even though they're playing a team that just wants to run the ball but still i mean 
it's just so clear when you're playing a team that's like well coached on the O line. You're like, oh, this isn't that hard. <laughs> it's not that difficult. Like O line in college in a bad Pac-12, like if you just execute with like average to below average guys, like you're fine. A kid like Darren like, Hatchett from Ferndale, you think he's gonna whiff on that block pulling around? That's all. That's all he's been doing is is uh, bucking hay bales, drinking fucking milk, and blowing the fuck <laughs> out of guys pulling around, <laughs> pulling around. That's all he's been doing his whole life. <laughs> uh. Well, More Ferndale I, <laughs> well, I was going to actually, uh, my mind was spinning there because I wanted to crack a joke about the league that, that you guys are in up there, but I couldn't remember the name of it, so I couldn't do a joke. Well, it used to be the Northwest right? League, but, no, it used to be the Northwest League, but I don't know what the hell it is now. Yeah, they messed it All up. Right, well, they messed it well, they, they re uh, They reclassify like every two years. It's it's really weird now, but yeah, it's stupid. Well, I know if you if you go to Skyline Stadium, it's kind of odd because they have uh, that you know they have that great run and they have all these state titles, but then some of them are four A and some of them are three A, and the banners reflect that. And it's just kind of a mm-hmm. kind of a weird thing in that sense, you know. But I don't know. Yeah. So. Um, I guess uh, to uh, as we head down the home stretch of this episode, um, where would you, where do we take this then at this point? Because I mean, I'll, I'll just throw in one comment here, but I mean, if they, heaven forbid, if they do bring Jimmy back, and then they try to just get things back to normal again, if if the University of Washington and Jen Cohen thinks they've had attendance issues to this point, you watch and see what happens now. Well, what that and I think the thing, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, everyone's kind of been talking about it because it's been a buzz of, you know, Washington talk and football talk, but a player mutiny. Are Will the players, you know, is it possible that Jimmy, they say they're bringing Jimmy back and the players say we won't play for him? Uh, not I even big just, million. You know, yeah, well, we know, we know if that's the case, that's another wrinkle to this. Like, I mean, how many guys are transferring out? I mean, they're, if Jimmy comes back, especially after this, I mean, it would it be? I, I, this is one thing I have not heard thrown out is you know a mutiny, and I'm kind of surprised, honestly, given how bad they've looked. More guys didn't leave in the off season, uh, given how just horrible they came out the gate. But yeah, I think that would that be the next saving thing if you know they they don't do the right move and fire Jimmy? Will the players step up and be like, this is unfair to us? You, not only is this guy just a complete abomination of a coach, he is, you know, striking players, uh, you know, and that would be the saving grace. Uh, the other question is, you know, with the buyout, are they in some sort of Clay Helton situation where they cannot, I mean, we know they, <laughs> they say they can't afford, I'm sure they would, you know, technically they can't afford the buyout, but, you know, um, is there a situation at play where, you know, Jimmy's holding tight and he's either going to sue or they have to give him the full buyout. They just simply can't afford it and they just have to keep him. I don't, well, I you, mean, wouldn't Jen have to go first? Somebody put their contract, like the negotiations on, on the board. And I, 
I can't remember what it. <clears throat> I can't remember what it was. Wasn't it something like? Uh, he gets automatically Getting extended to, to 2025 if she's not there. Yeah, it's if she gets fired, uh, I think. My I think God. If she gets now, fired, yeah. Now, how yeah. could they let that be in there? I don't know, but that's <laughs> amazing. Well, they they had they had no buyout clause with uh, Kwiatkowski either. They had no uh, like actually, actually, didn't I didn't have hear to that. do that's anything. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. I, uh, um, yeah, I can't remember who. Actually, I think I think Tequila may have said that on the last their last deal, but uh, I think uh, I I can't. God, I don't want to give Dick Fane any fucking credit, but I want to say <laughs> he said that last. I think he said that. I last can edit year this part when, out. It, it was. <laughs> I think he said that last year. One of them said that on the radio, and it just kind of was another gloss by. They just never went into any detail on it. He was like, God, I can't believe they don't have a buyout on Kwiatkowski. And if somebody just somebody just kind of said it in a you know passing by on the radio last year, and, and it was like one of those things like you spit out your coffee, and you're like, what? They don't have any sort of, like, Texas can just say, like, uh, Hey man, you want to you know, come coach over here? Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, offering more money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. They Jen Cohen. Uh, what's the buyout on Kwiatkowski? Actually, there isn't one. So just take him. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sounds good. <laughs> Somebody made a great point on the boards the other day, though, because it's you know if you look at the four game losing streak and everything that's going on uh, in Texas right now. Um, you know, Race Bannon always says that, uh, you know, it always starts at the top and it's the head coach that sets the tone for everything. And it almost doesn't matter who your assistants are to a certain extent and to a certain extent that is true. Um, but you look at the the horrible defense that they're playing down there right now. And it, somebody made it, I don't know who it was, but somebody on the H- hardcore Husky boards made a great point the other day that, you know, when you've got, Vita Vea and Greg Gaines in the middle there. You, you can run any kind of defense, and you're going to look good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. Well, my final so thing. He, uh, yeah. Sorry, I don't. I, I don't mean to cut you off. Keep, don't keep going. No, 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 no. No, I'm done. Go ahead. Yeah, my final thing is keep Jimmy or don't keep Jimmy. The defensive scheme, that thing has got to be go and be gone. One. It's not entertaining, even when it's run well. Uh, their their next move is going to have to be trying to get people to go to games. And if that means that, you know, they go – they lose some games because they, they lose, like, 49 to 52, that might be fine because people want to go and see that. That defensive scheme, it, it, it's unentertaining and it's terrible. No one is ever – like, if Jimmy says it has to be – uh, or a prerequisite of like, you have to burn that defense. You have to get a new, different defense. We're not watching that. You know, I've watched, rewatched the Oregon game, and there's like second and seven, and like VTF is lined up on like a receiver, and there's no defensive end. <laughs> the linebacker's like 12 yards downfield, and Oregon just hands the ball off tackle for like 18 yards to die, and they do it like four <laughs> times because the Washington scheme is just like, it's like they have to be laughing. I, I, Moorhead has to be up there. He's like, okay, dude, like, we're running the option, too, all game. And your ends are like, you have 
your ends are like not even like on the ball. And it's like that, that, that scheme has got, got to go. I'm not, I'm not going to go to a game next year if they have that scheme. I'm not paying money and sitting in the stands and traveling down there to watch them play prevent defense and lose. Uh, you know, they're not, there's no air raid. The air raid died off. That, it, there's only teams that are bad teams that are going to run the ball. And you're playing prevent defense. It's a loser. It's a loser scheme. It's, it's, it's why Kwiatkowski is getting, you know, slaughtered in the Big 12 with actual offenses. He got away with it, too, in the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 has joke offenses, uh, you know, in recent years. And that's why it worked. And then some air raid ones. And that's it. I'm not watching that defense anymore. Jimmy or no Jimmy, blow it up. Uh, you know, you watched Oregon, too. Oregon blitzed a lot and was, you know, Taking a lot of risk, case in point, if Ale just makes a, tack, a, a block there on a fourth and one, they'd give up a touchdown uh, because they were, you know, they're being really aggressive. I'm not watching it anymore. I'm not. Yep. Well, if if you're going to – if you were going to stick with that – I don't have any faith in Jimmy Lake and blowing up his system. So, if you're if you're going to stick with that system – you have to get a defensive coordinator um, whose only job is to coach inside linebackers now, not outside. That's, that's Malo or Malloy. Um, his only job is inside linebackers. What, what's been happening to the inside linebacker position? They're, they're all transferring out to VC. Yep. VC's, not a good player, but he's he's fucking bailing on the program now. He had, uh, you know, Mickey Ayu, uh, Calvert, uh, Will Latu. I don't know if Latu and Ayu will be back. I don't I don't know. They left the team or whatever. But they're they're all transferring out, and that guy's got one like a half of a position group to coach. So you got to go get a guy. Um, if you're going to stick with your same system, then go go get Jeff Choate, who left um, left Montana State as a head coach to go coach. Uh, I think he coaches linebackers at Texas. Yep. I, I don't know. I don't know if he'd ever come back to the state of Washington because look at the pattern he's in Montana and Texas. So, um, yeah, look at that pattern. I doubt he'd come to the state of Washington. But well, uh, Jen Cohen lays out a thirty thousand dollar a year offer. You never know. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, the thing to think about with the coaching moves—if there was any coaching moves—they're all extended till the end of twenty twenty-three, I believe. So that's that's a lot of money to be paying out to the coaches. Um, well, I can't remember where I read it, but I, I, I think it was – sorry to interrupt, but I think it was that article that I posted in the, uh, the – uh, from The Athletic that I posted in Sway's Wigwam, I think. But um, but there was uh, – either the writer or Brock Heward, one of those two uh, – uh, what's the uh, – Christian Capel. It was either Christian Capel or Brock Heward that said that the, there are boosters uh, there that could step up to uh, to buy out – uh, to buy out contracts. 
And uh, there was no specifics so. given. But that was the first I've ever heard of that in quite a while, that, that we have anybody that's uh, kind of alpha behind the scenes there that would be willing to step up and do something. So There better be. <laughs> yeah. And I said the prevent defense thing, too, because I've heard people out there who've talked about bring Kwiatkowski back as a defensive coordinator, and absolutely not. That's another reason why I went on that rant. If Ron Crockett pulls out his checkbook again, I'll go to Emerald Downs every fucking weekend next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, I guess we'll we'll wrap up the show with uh, predictions of what's going to happen. In, uh, in typical cowardly uh, fashion, I'll go last. Uh, what do you guys uh, What do you guys think? I think they win. Oh no, I'm sorry. In regards to Jimmy's situation, very <laughs> oh, good. Okay. You meant Arizona, Arizona State. Oh, that's right. They're playing a game. Oh, I thought I thought you meant the game. I, I, they're going to do the opposite of whatever we. They're going to go George Costanza and do the opposite of everything they've done, and they're going to win. And then they're going to go. They're going to go back. They're going to go back to being normal. Morris will be 35 of 48 for uh, 380 yards, five touchdowns. <laughs> Just try me. <laughs> and I'll show you what it's like. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Willie, <laughs> uh, so, what do you think? I, I think we got the, you know, the golden ticket we needed. Uh, again, we and Kimmy Lake is fired, and I think they're going to figure it out. My assumption is he'll negotiate like some percentage of his buyout. They'll, you know, put they'll put like the lightest screws ever in and be like, "Look, like you're not bouncing back from this here. You know, you this way you can kind of save something." I I think by some miracle they are going to get Jimmy Lake out, and we're going to have a new coach in Washington soon. So I think it's happening. Okay. I'm going to yeah, pretty I, much follow that. I, oh, go ahead. I'm leaning that way. I'm, I'm leaning that way. So, yeah, I'm leaning that way. Cause I, I think if, uh, with, with that contract that he has with Jen Cohen, uh, he, he's got to go before her and there's no way he can stick around till 2025. There's just no way he can stay that long. I mean, it's it's a complete disaster. We'd so, be the Oregon State of the of the of the 1980s, basically. Well, he's already had his Jerry Pettibone quotes. You know, <laughs> if we had this. You like going to that this, well? If don't we you? had this. Um, <laughs> Well, uh, Wooly Duke's dad quotes Jerry Pettibone. A, a, they make fun of Jerry Pettibone a lot, so and that's. <laughs> oh, so well, it's, I mean, it's kind of it's it's kind of funny for us to to laugh about that because the the, the excuses are, you know, uh, well, we didn't fumble that ball, and if it didn't rain, and then if we didn't have that interception, and then if if uh, we didn't let that kickoff return go back, then. We're probably in the game. Like, boy, boy, you've well, you no, off a hundred different things. No, the all-time great Jerry Pettibone quote was that the uh, 
Uh, I think I think they were. Uh, I'm trying to think what year that was. It was ninety ninety one, and they played uh, the Huskies. Were of course they won the national championship that year, and they beat Oregon State fifty eight to six. And then after the game, Pettibone bragged that uh, they the Beavers had run for more yards against the Huskies than any other team that year. And then it was like, well, yeah, you doofus, you ran the ball fifty nine times or whatever. <laughs> 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 for 104 yards or whatever. <laughs> so, oh, it's yeah, yeah. Well, we scored more. Hey, doesn't that sound like? Uh, well, we scored more points than we did last week, so mission accomplished there. <laughs> I'm just, but Jimmy doesn't just leave oh. it there, and then he goes, "I'm just going to leave that right there." <laughs> yeah, let that sit. Let that simmer in front of you, son of bitches, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh man. What, what a oh. he's almost a character of a co of a of an arrogant coach or something. It's almost a cartoon. Yeah, Jer- hey Jerry Pettibone never lost to Montana, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> well here's the thing though. too. If we can judge just by a few uh, scant uh, tweets and, and, a, and a horrible picture of him riding shotgun with his wife, Jimmy's brother, if Jimmy's brother has Jimmy's ear right now, getting them all worked up and foaming at the mouth, then, it, you know, then there's going to be all kinds of lawsuit threats. So that's that's me reading tea leaves there. But uh, So. Matt Campbell. Anyways. <laughs> so, anyways, and, uh, you know, let's just hope that we don't end up with uh, who, you know, whatever the nightmare coaching scenario would be. You know, I was going to make a John Makovic joke, but Fudgy wouldn't get that reference, so. <laughs> you read that? Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, in his defense, he was probably about six years old when uh, there was all that Makovic talk of coming to Washington. But... Oh, man. Was that, so, so was that – I can't remember. Was that when he was the coach at Arizona or was that before he was the coach at Arizona? After, right? After you know, I just – Or during? You know what? While we're jabbering here, I'm just going to look up his uh, coaching record real quick. Make sure I don't type in John Malkovich. Um, okay, so let's see. Yeah, so he was a, a John Malkovich was at Arizona from 2001 to 2003. He was out of football for three years, and then he was a coach of the United States national team. I didn't know he had one. <laughs> he's still oh. 2014. He's in Italy for the Italian national team. <laughs> Oh my God! Wow. Really? <laughs> and he's seventy-eight years old. How interesting is that? Oh God! Oh God, bless him! I guess. So let's see here. Anyway, not not to bore the listeners, but uh, he was the QB coach for Dallas in the early '80s. Kansas City Chiefs, Illinois, Texas, Arizona, and then the U.S. national team, and then the Italian national team for the last eight years. So. So, anyways, that was always yeah. the joke is that we were, we were afraid that Todd Turner was going to, uh, you know, go get John Makovic and bring him in. Oh. And, uh, oh. 
Oh, so, man. And, um... Nightmare of nightmares. <laughs> Makovic won a share of the Southwest Conference title in 1994 and won it outright in 95. Uh, blah, 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 blah. A year later, however, the Longhorns were pounded 66-3 by UCLA, the worst home loss in school history. Sark might end up having something to say about that, but we'll see. So. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sark. That's something we By were way, joking around before before the season. Me and Wooly Dube were joking around about that. Like, that's how bad the you know the coaching pool in college has gotten. You have to hire fucking Sark and and view him as the uh, savior. Yeah, look at Lane Kiffin. Th- these guys keep <laughs> like getting jobs. It's unbelievable. And this, unbelievable. This is. The, the most Sarkiest Sark comment of all time was last week before the Iowa State game, and he said, when we get over this hump, we're going to become a very dangerous team. <laughs> <laughs> and then they lose to yeah. Iowa, then they lose to Iowa State 30-7, to and their record goes to 4-5. and five. <laughs> It's just like the most dangerous God. five-loss team in college football or whatever. So, <laughs> yep. Man, my goodness. So, all right, guys. Well, I'll get to the editing bay and get this uh, puppy put up. And uh, I don't know if we solved all the world's problems this morning or not, but um, at least we have something interesting to talk about. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's after weeks of like twenty-four seventeen, we're going to lose a boring game like that to an average opponent. It's at least something to be interested in. But uh, yeah, we don't need Bob Gregory to go on a three-game winning streak and then be awarded with a big fat contract either, though. So yeah. That... <laughs> well, if, uh, if they if they were to okay, if Jimmy if if they did something with Jimmy and then Jen just was like, oh well, we're just going to promote Bob Gregory. We need to do exactly what. Uh, um. Tennessee did a couple of years ago where they, they came in and they just prevented uh, the hire f- for uh, Greg Schiano when it was like this grassroots movement, like, nope, no, no Greg Schiano. They hated the hire and yes. all the fans were, were anti the Greg Schiano hire. And then they resorted That's back right. to, uh, to, to say, uh, you know, he was part of the staff with Jerry Sandusky. We can't, you know, let a, <laughs> a pedophile, we can't let a pedophile enabler be, you know, be head coach of our program. But <laughs> I think it was led by Clay Travis. Um, I think that was led by Clay Travis or something. Fuck you, TTJ. That's, there you go. Clay Travis, Bonka Trunka on the last one. Fuck off. Um, I was slow there for a minute, but now I get it. Okay. Uh, uh, un- unlistenable. Fuck you. <laughs> well, he'll get listening to the shout enough, outs now. If, if, if you stayed long enough for that, we win, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's great. So, all right, guys. Well, I'll get to the uh, I'll get to the uh, editing bay here and get this uh, put up, and uh, and we'll talk again uh, Saturday or Sunday morning. All right. Sounds good. All right, see ya.
Bye. See you. Thank you for listening to the Hardcore Husky Podcast. This show is copyrighted material. In other words, stop plagiarizing our shit, fuckos. So please tell a friend and rate us five stars on iTunes, especially you cheap bastards who don't donate. It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you, creepy coog. And come join our fun at over at hardcorehusky.com. We've got Husky Football, Yellow Snow's Record Shop, and our notorious Tug Tavern, which is which is a shit show of politics and strange nudes. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level, level of cyber peyote. peyote, come join Swain's Wigwarm. <laughs> I'm going to have to read this over. Swain's Wigwam, yeah. Swain's Wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information, all for the low, low fee of $129 a year. Come join the fun. <laughs> I'll have to redo that one, but...